Shabbat Shalom. Back in December, before we went on our travels and adventures, I was uh, sent a number of questions by someone regarding the place of non-Jewish believers in the Messianic movement. And in particular, re regarding the matter of, are they treated as second class to Jewish believers or not? Now, this is an ongoing matter for the Messianic community, and it is likely not going to be resolved until Yeshua returns. There are congregations and fellowships where Jewish and non-Jewish believers are treated as equals, uh, as best as possible. There are a number of congregations and groups where non-Jewish believers may indeed be treated as second class to Jewish believers. And then there's a third group of congregations, fellowships, synagogues, which are in some level of improvement. Now, as it concerned the person who uh, contacted me, he basically wanted to know, well, John, I see you're part of a Messianic Jewish congregation, so do the Jews get to sit on one side of the congregation and the Gentiles on the other? Um, you know, what about the traditional liturgy? Do Jews say one version of the liturgy and Gentiles say another version? And I was really quite not only shocked, but also very upset by this because it seems to me that this individual had received some misinformation or bad information about the Messianic movement and probably had not visited or been involved with a Messianic congregation. Now, notwithstanding the fact that there are a few Messianic Jewish congregations, mainly on the hard shell bilateral ecclesiology side of the spectrum, where if you are not Jewish or you're not an intermarried couple, you might not be that welcome at the group. In all of my almost 29 years of being involved in the Messianic movement, I have never been turned away from a congregation for not being Jewish. I have never been in a Messianic congregation where one group sits on one side and another group sits on another side, whether that is Jewish and non-Jewish, whether that's men and women, etc. Everyone can sit where they can effectively find their seats. I've never been at a Messianic congregation where Jewish believers say this version of the liturgy and non-Jewish believers say another version of the liturgy. This morning, as I presently stepped out of the worship, but as I have gone through uh, the traditional Hebrew liturgy for the service, there were Jewish and non-Jewish believers involved in the canting of the Hebrew Torah reading, the traditional liturgy, walking the scroll through the congregation, etc. There was no rigid distinction made between anyone as we all went before the Lord in worship as a corporate assembly. Everyone was treated as equal before the God of Israel. Now, in terms of life cycle events, things like bar, bat mitzvah, 
circumcision, child dedication, weddings, and funerals. Can there be differences between Jewish and non-Jewish believers? Yes, but often that involves consultation with the congregational leadership, the rabbis, the elders, etc., and it comes down to tailoring what those different life cycle events need to be for the individual family involved. And from that, there can be variants. Uh, uh, for example, you can attend a wedding ceremony where uh, a intermarried or a non-Jewish couple gets married in a Messianic congregation. They may have a Jewish style of ceremony, but they may also have some traditional Protestant wedding vows. It just depends. With funeral procedures, uh, you may have a traditional style of Jewish burial within 24 to 48 hours. You may have a, a Protestant style of a funeral with a viewing, visitation, and then a burial. And I have uh, attended memorial services where not just non-Jewish believers, but even Jewish believers have been cremated and there are no human remains present at the service. So there's always going to be variance and sometimes variance doesn't necessarily come from Jewish, non-Jewish distinctions. Sometimes it comes because this is what an individual or a family wants. But this morning, to dispel this idea that, well, if I attend a Messianic congregation, I've got to sit in the back or I've got to sit on some other side and I've got to use another version of liturgy, that has never happened to me in almost 29 years of being part of the Messianic community. And shame on anybody reporting things like, well, if you go to a congregation as a non-Jew, you're going to be treated as second class. Look, there is no perfect congregation. There are congregations which are in various phases of development and improvement. Uh, but some of the places where you might be told to leave, few and far between, I've never shown up to one and I've never encountered one. So we know that as we look to the future and as we consider the Messianic community and what it's going to develop into, this is a very distinct end-time move, which we believe is going to culminate in the return of Israel's Messiah to the earth. And it is stressed across the board in the Messianic community, if you are not Jewish, you do have to be specially called into this faith community, certainly at this phase of development, because there are too many things in flux, there are too many things which are still in some state of development, maturation, and improvement. And of course, this is probably not going to be the last time we have to discuss this sort of matter. But today, at my congregation at least, we all, Jewish and non-Jewish believers, as one new man, humanity, went before the Lord in corporate worship and prayer. Shabbat Shalom.